0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to today's episode of Make Onions Cry. I'm your co-host, Kat. I'm your other co-host, Angie. <laughs> and today's topic is networking.
1: Networking. You know,
0: as we get older, we start to look into careers. We start to you know, not even you know, do summer jobs and whatever the case might be. We start looking into the professional world professional world Um, and that involves a lot of networking and sometimes things that are networking people don't even realize that they're doing it you know meeting employees and hanging out after work going to sessions at work that all falls under the umbrella of networking so today we're going to cover some points on that Um, some some things of how we networked in college how we networked outside of college we're both working professionally now and how that works for us um so so different types of things and i'll also touch on linkedin a bit just because i use it a lot Uh, i used it previously for one of my jobs and i also currently use it just to stay up to date so i can talk a bit about that um but yeah angie why don't you start us off with your experience in
1: undergrad yeah so uh i was an accounting major and a business analytics minor and so i was looking for you know accounting jobs big four um and my college luckily their networking was for the accounting you know aspect the majors they were very adamant on getting an internship at a big four and accepting that as a full-time job and so we would have career fairs where uh, all of the big four firms came and you could talk to them and then we had you would get emails uh, all the time of hey, this one's here on this day, and like we're getting pizza with that one on that day, and blah blah blah. Like you, you just go and you ask questions and it's just kind of like a like a hangout. Um but I got my job from an internship and I do work in public accounting at one of the big four. I'm not gonna say which one <laughs> <laughs> but it did happen. Um and I actually got my job because I went to every event that they offered on my campus. Everyone, most of them. That wasn't everyone because they were there way too frequently, but um, all the ones that I could go to, I went to, I made a face for myself. I made a name for myself. And the last one I went to was my junior year, junior year, junior year. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Where I was the first to show up and I helped them set up and, the lady there she had the same name as my mom and then her mom also had her name so it was like that's how we connected and i helped them set up and she was asking me where i wanted to work and i told her i live in new york and that's kind of where i wanted to be and she was like we have one more spot it's yours if you want it and i was like here's my email (laughs) Um, so it's very important to show up and show your face i think um So that's how i got mine yeah and that also touches on a very important factor
0: of you yes you were present and all of that but you also connected on a different note you know you had something mutual that you could bond over and discuss mm-hmm. and it might seem silly you know oh my mom's name is the same one as your mom's and your name and whatever mm-hmm. but it starts a connection and it makes you memorable and that's yeah. something especially in undergrad when you're attending all these different fairs and all these different events whatever you need to say something to be memorable because these recruiters or these representatives from the the firms, they come in and they speak to thousands of people. And I don't know about your college, but like my college, we had 18,000 students in undergrad and mm-hmm. I my college was focused on finance and accounting. So I would say guesstimating at least half of those students are finance and accounting. And if they're all regularly attending the big four meetings of you know ey pwc whatever then they're it's the, it's gonna be the same people but it's also you have to stand out somehow if mm-hmm. a recruiter is meeting 600 people in one event they're not gonna remember all 600 people
1: no. you know they're gonna it's, remember it's the ones that help and they're gonna remember the ones that make a connection
0: exactly and they're Which. gonna they're gonna be focusing a lot on personality because at the end of the day yeah. you're all taking the same classes you're all supposed to be learning the same skills. You know, if you're in finance, everyone there is in finance, like you're, you're all learning how to do derivatives and, you know, what puts and options are. And that's not going to be something that's going to make you stand out. What's going to make you stand out is how personable you are, how well you speak to people, what your potential teamwork might be. You know, if I was a recruiter and I went to a fair, I would think to myself, would I want to work with this person every day? Mm -hmm. Because if the answer is no, then why should I give you an internship offer?
1: Not only that, I mean, uh, having intern for, you know, where I'm at now, they were very focused on work events after work or uh, during lunch or whatever. And so uh, one of the biggest pieces of advice I guess I got from my firm was that, do we want to go to happy hour with you? Do we want to spend after work with you? Because that's important. Do I, can I see myself, you know, having an outside of work relationship and wanting to spend more time and getting to know you and being able to connect with you personally, you know? Exactly. That's a big thing about work. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, like, these are the people you spend at least seven, eight hours a day with. Yeah. Like, that's a, th- what, a third of your day yeah it's a lot of time like people don't want to have someone that's difficult to work with that's boring or you know you might even want someone that's boring depending on the job but if you're interacting with someone a lot you want to have people that you enjoy around you and if you can make that decision if you can be picky then you will be yeah and that's that's the thing with the big four and same thing with major finance firms or consulting firms like bc uh bcg or you know, mm-hmm. McKinsey, you know, JP Morgan, all of those companies, they're very selective about who they hire because they can be. They get yeah. thousands of applicants for one role.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the same thing for my job um, where I work there. Yeah. They're very selective because they're all about culture. Mm-hmm. And they, they say that, you know, all over the place. When I was interning, when I was in college, culture is the number one thing. They want people that they can see, again, as I said, they want to, hire people that they can go to happy hour with because why would you want to work with someone that you like don't want to have a drink with after work Mm -hmm. or get dinner or you know anything
0: and one thing to note is that we did a lot of our networking in college before COVID happened so we were able to do a lot of in-person things and that was a big factor as well because even Mm -hmm. though you're an accountant and you do taxes or whatever it is you do (laughs) you at the end of the day you're expected to go and meet with clients and give presentations and talk things over. And I'm in a similar situation. Like I work in market research and even though I do a lot of my work in the background, when we present our things, we have to have a personality with the clients. We have to be impressionable. We have to have that consulting mindset to just give that piece of information and give it well. You don't want to just sit there monotone and be like, so this is why my recommendation <laughs> for X Y Z is important. Like that's boring. No one wants to listen to that. No, and exactly. that's something that people consider as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And especially in like the, I mean, I guess for me, the accounting field. Whenever I tell someone I'm an accounting, they're like, ooh. <laughs> it's always the I same mean... response. No, but it's always the same response of, ooh, isn't that like boring? Like, don't you hate that? Like, but it, you know, my my firm, and I know the big four firms make it a. Th- a thing to have culture as a huge factor because they they know accounting is tough it's very tedious it's it's incredible you have incredible hours (laughs) a working weekends like i don't like you know like you have to make it fun you know Mm -hmm. um and i'm very thankful for my firm because they they do a lot of things to make it more like life instead of just i live to work right it's yeah.
0: one of those things that, I mean, there's a lot of professions out there that aren't the most exciting. Accounting is one of them, but yeah. it's, it's like same thing with finance. I'm sure finance isn't, especially if you work in know, like audit or something, that can't be very entertaining to do, especially if you're doing the same thing every day. It might be fun at first, but if it's a process that you do the same thing every day, it's going to become less fun. Mm-hmm. And same thing with IT. I'm sure that if you work as you know if you're programming brand new things that might be different, but if you work as someone that just fixes an issue in like a you know, a company that's not even in a tech company, like let's say you're the IT manager for a PR company or something, then you're just gonna be there, someone's gonna call you and be like, Hey, I can't log into my Microsoft thing. Like that's it's not the most interesting job. So you have to do those things to make it interesting for yourself. Yeah. And then, so we also both went to grad school. I'm still in grad school. You finished grad school. I did. Do you think that your experiences differ in there? We have we have different grad school experiences. So I, I feel like we can have different uh, opinions on this matter.
1: Can you expand on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, you, for example, did a very accelerated program where you mm. finished and you went straight into grad school and had a one year after. And then you were like, got it, got my master's. Yeah. Whereas for me, I had to like you you already knew you were going to do your masters in undergrad where for me mm-hmm. i had to apply for it and all of that and like, i had to apply it, for it well yeah i, I know you had to apply for it but for me it was more of i didn't even know i was going to do my masters and right. it was a very unplanned decision um yeah. and then because mine is so much longer and it's drawn out like i was taking two three classes a semester whereas you fit everything into one year and then you were taking winter classes i think
1: I started in the summer and I went I through the winter and I ended in the summer.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So, it was a full year. Mean, you,
0: yeah, you had a very accelerated time. I don't even know if you had time to network. And I know your grad school was also during COVID, the first year yeah. of COVID. I think
1: I already had my job though. Yeah. During okay, so back. Let's go back a little bit. <laughs> I, I got my internship junior year, um, and I that summer we were the last in person internship before COVID, and. That was, you know, we had a great time. I met tons of people. I networked. I met, I didn't do really any work because as an intern, you don't, they don't trust you with anything and they really shouldn't, <laughs> anyways. I don't know why they trust me now, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but then I got my job from that internship two years in advance mm-hmm. and I signed my contract two years in advance. So when I was in my grad program, I didn't really have to network. I, yeah, I had to like update my resume and everything, but it was, mm-hmm. Networking wasn't a thing. I I don't use LinkedIn. I've never used LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn. I don't know how to use it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point here that you might not have thought about.
1: Mm. Um,
0: did in your graduate program did you have classmates that you didn't have in undergrad?
1: No, I knew everybody.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Never mind, no then. I was gonna say because if you if you had new people, then you know meeting them and interacting with them that's also networking.
1: My school was very good at putting the accountants in the same place (laughs) (laughs) they were very good at that and you know what i knew everybody (laughs) okay fair
0: so i like i could give a bit of a different experience here because i i think i shared my first semester in grad school i had four classes and i think there was one person that i had more than one class with and that was it Everyone else was a brand new person to me. And the thing with me was that most of us were not fresh out of college. Like I was one of the few rare people because most people don't go to grad school right after college. Right. I kind of did it because COVID forced me to. Um, I, my lot, I lost a lot of job offers because of COVID because I wanted to work in hospitality and hospitality kind of shut down. So I was like, I'm going to go back to grad school, do this field that I'm more passionate about and, hone my skills, become better at it. And because of that, I met a lot of different people. And the people I met were people already in the working world. Like I had CTOs of companies in my class. I had people that were, you know, vice presidents at, at finance companies, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, whatever. And my professors as well, they were all very... The, the thing with my college is that we have a lot of adjunct professors because people that are industry experts teach for fun. It's a Mm -hmm. once a week course that you teach for three hours at six from six to nine. So you know you go do your day job, trade, whatever in finance, and then you come and teach it after. Like I I had finance professors that did that. So it was a very interesting just to, I was networking with my professors. I was talking to them about potential opportunities, but also with my classmates. Like I, I made new friends. It was really weird with COVID because everything was through Zoom but I still reached out to people and with group projects you kind of were forced to interact with some of them. And that kind of opened up doors for me as well. And I started working during my grad program I, like two or three months into my program, I started working. And that's also kind of, I worked in an expert network, which works with consulting companies. Um, so it was one of those things where I had to become a lot more outgoing and impressionable in terms of networking. My job was on LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn became my bread and butter for everything. I was on it for, not kidding you, minimum 10 hours a day. So I, like I had to learn how to use LinkedIn very well. I had to make myself look very presentable because if someone's reaching out to you on LinkedIn about a consulting opportunity, they you need to look legitimate. You can't have no photo. You can't have no interactions on anything. It looks a little bit suspicious. And I had a very large reaction on LinkedIn because of it. A lot of my coworkers would reach out through email and they would be more successful through cold calling or cold emailing, whereas I was a lot more successful through LinkedIn because of how I set up my page. Mm -hmm. So uh, that kind of went into a tangent on that one. (laughs) Sorry, I started monologuing there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, for, for me in terms of grad school networking, in undergrad we had, first of all, my school had two, I went to the same school for grad and undergrad. And Me we too. had two separate career pages for them. So mm-hmm. we used like an internal one for undergrad. And then for grad school, we used Handshake, which a lot of colleges use. Yeah. And I don't know why they just don't do Handshake for both because it's, I think it's just a better platform. Um, I've never, I
1: have a Handshake account, but uh, we didn't use it. Yeah. Um, and it's, also it, important know. to point out, we went to very different colleges. We did.
0: Yes. I went I to went a private to, college,
1: mm-hmm. university, a private university, and you went to a CUNY.
0: Yeah, I went to, like, smack in the middle of Midtown, New York City. Mm-hmm. It was a commuter school. You know, I stayed at home. I didn't have to go away for college. Um, and But I was surrounded by the, the reason why my school was so focused on finance and accounting is because that's what I was surrounded by. I was in mm-hmm. Midtown Manhattan, surrounded by the big four, the, all the major banks. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I had Credit Suisse, like, three blocks from me, <laughs> one of their buildings.
1: Exactly. So, um, And I went to a private university where, you know... It was a private, it was a private university. I don't know, um, but th- that's why mine was so like smaller, uh, and that's why I kind of knew everyone in my program. And mm-hmm. I guess I did do a little bit of networking because even in my grad year, because my professors have known me since freshman year. <laughs> I've had pretty much the same professors for accounting. I've switched, cycled between like four, um, and all of them. I had like two new ones in my grad year, but so they knew me from the start and they've known like my struggles and my weaknesses and also my strengths. And they give me advice on, you know, what to study for, for example, the CPA. And I struggle with that and I'm still struggling with that. But, you know, they gave advice and that's a different kind of networking because they've done it. They're done. They have that. Um, so that was the kind of networking I did because I knew everybody. But.
0: yeah and I feel like that also has a huge benefit especially when meeting professors mm-hmm. you know you these are people that you see regularly on the day-to day. I think I had a repeat professor once and that I knew it.
1: every professor at my college yeah no I didn't know, I, I I didn't I, they didn't know me name. like I just knew every name you know like yeah yeah but that's that's the thing it's like it makes a difference
0: of where you go to school because it does for for my school we had a lot of professors because we had a lot of classes. Mm -hmm. You know, just the finance classes alone, there were so many different sections of them. And for us to take a midterm and a final, we had to take it on a weekend day where everyone came in and took up all the large lecture halls. And that's how we took it. It Mm -hmm. was like 1,200 students taking one test because that's the only way they could
1: fit us to do it. I've never had a lecture. Yeah. Lecture halls. I don't even know what that's like. Like I've seen it when I was looking for, for colleges and I was like, oh, this looks intense
0: absolutely don't recommend it
1: no i'm glad i didn't have it
0: (laughs) but that's that's another point like having having class in a lecture hall makes it a lot more difficult to network especially with your professor because lecture halls aren't one of those things where you actively participate and raise your hand and answer questions it's one of those things where a professor stands up and talks at you and you take notes and do your best um, but you don't really interact with the professor. So the only time to interact is after class. But they're not going to know who you are because they have 300 students in that class alone and they're also teaching three other classes. Right. So, you know, when you have 1,200 students, you're not going to remember Joe Schmo from your 9 a.m. You're going to remember the person that walks up to you and tries to make that effort and that connection. That was mm-hmm. something I struggled with. I was not someone that tried networking after lecture halls that was not
1: it yeah i mean i'm uh, you know i'm a very shy person so Mm -hmm. networking has always been tough for me even in a school where everyone kind of knows who you are um it's still it it's always been a struggle for me and networking is tough because you gotta put on a face like you know it all (laughs) you know like you gotta act like you have to be prepared for everything that you're asked Mm -hmm. which is frightening and it's so scary but it's also important to know that if you don't know something you acknowledge that and you're you look into it and you make that a point that you're gonna learn um, yeah
0: and there's there's also a difference of how you're networking because you mentioned that you always have to know things or whatever but that's mm-hmm. not always the case because if you're networking with someone you know casually it's not necessarily to get an opportunity or anything it's just you know you meet someone that you happen to work in the same industry let's mm-hmm. talk it's it's a bit different because then you're just sharing your experiences and this kind of leads to where i wanted to talk about linkedin um it linkedin is technically a social media website these days i don't know Mm -hmm. if it started off as one don't really care but it its primary focus was networking and i i still think that to an extent it is even though it is a social media site and some people treat it like facebook these days but it's one of those things where it's not uncommon, especially as you get further into your career, you know, manager, director levels for you to get a LinkedIn message of, hey, you know, like mine would be, hey, Kat, I'm I saw we went to the same college together and I just wanted to reach out to speak to your experiences in you know, this field. And can we connect? Can we grab a coffee? And that's that's a common thing because I do that. I like in my current position when I was applying to jobs and I was just meeting people I would reach out be like hey and I would establish something mutual between us either you know we went to the same college or we worked at the same company or whatever the case might be and just have that there before him be like hey I saw we both studied at the same college w- would you be willing to have a quick conversation with me just so I can see what it's like to work at JP Morgan for example and that's something that a lot of people do. That's how they do outreach on LinkedIn. Um, of course, as you get older, you start connecting with people that you work with. You know, I've had clients when I used to work in an expert networks. A lot of my clients were the big consulting firms, BCG, McKinsey, Bain. So like, I connected with some of them on LinkedIn because those were repeat people that I worked with and that I had interactions with. But if it's someone that I wanted to connect with that was outside of it, be like, hey, I, you know, I see we have mutual interest or we both work in the same industry. I thought we could connect. And a lot of people on LinkedIn are quote unquote LinkedIn influencers. <laughs> and they're, they're very what? open to connection
1: wait, 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 back. Up. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. There, there's a thing. There's a thing called the LinkedIn influencer. It's like people make LinkedIn their whole personality. They wow. will throw themselves into the app and just,
1: I didn't know that know,
0: try to try to spread certain things and they, they post you know 15 times a day or whatever the case might be wow yeah and some people get sponsorships on linkedin as well it happens what <laughs> i'm telling you it's, it's turning more into like a social media these wow
1: days. yeah it is. I, I don't use linkedin i've never really used <laughs> it, just for everyone to know that so this is like amazing to me
0: <laughs> but yeah no so it's it's one of those places where Some people will genuinely want to talk to you and they, I mean, I'm connected with someone that's a director at Bristol Myers Squibb. I don't work in pharma. I, you know, we connected when I still worked in consulting because I think I reached out to him for something, but he wasn't a fit and we just stayed connected. And occasionally we chat and it's one of those things where we have nothing in common. I don't want to work in pharma. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to work in market research because I think he works in it or something. But maybe um, you know someone. Yeah, but it's or like they it's know someone. Like, yeah, maybe you know down the line if I want to work in analytics for you know for a company that he happens to know someone in we can make that connection. And that's also another thing to focus on is maintaining a network. You know, you don't have to maintain a network of a million people, but if there are people that you are very, you know, connected with and you have a bond with and you have mutual interest with professionally, then stay up to date, you know, reach out to them, you know, maybe during the holidays. That's a good excuse to reach out, be like, hey, you know, hey, Bob, hope you're doing well. I saw you got promoted recently. How are you? How's life? Let's catch up. And, you know, that's not outrageous to, to say to someone, especially if you've had previously established contact.
1: Right. I mean, my LinkedIn, I'm looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, from when my dad, he's retired now, um, but from when he worked, like, and I was not yet full time, or I, I had the job, but I wasn't working yet. Um, you know, uh, the, his, his coworkers, we connected, he's like old men, love them. They wish me happy birthday every year. Yeah. I love that.
0: <laughs> but that's it's my extent. So, yeah. That is my extent. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's a wholesome interaction, but it sticks yeah. with you. You remember yeah. it. Um, And one thing I I learned pretty early on when I started working is that people love to talk. I am people, (laughs) but I am not people. (laughs) It's one of those things. People love to talk and people especially love to talk about themselves. Not me.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) there's different types of people, but if you probe someone with questions, especially about something that they're either passionate about or they're very involved in and they can talk about, then they're more likely to answer and they're more willing to speak with you. Like mm-hmm. if I go, hey Angie, tell me about your experience working in public accounting. How was your first year? You can talk about that. I could, yeah. Yeah. Like I could you can talk a lot about that easily. Exactly. <laughs> you can and you know you've you're pretty fresh out of college too. It's been what, like two years? Or not even two Mm-mm. years. So it's one it of those hasn't even things been a year where... since
1: my master's so
0: exactly. So it's one of those things where you just become ingrained in this knowledge. And it's one of those places where it's also niche because people don't care about your job. Like most people do not because it's quite frankly, half the time boring. The other half the time they care about their job or whatever the case might be, especially if you Mm -hmm. work in a not the most interesting industry. You know, people just don't want to hear it. But if someone reaches out to you and this is something that you deal with every day, you have that outlet. You can talk to them and they will listen because they reached out.
1: Yeah, and I find it, So interesting because when people ask me, you know, about accounting and when I asked about accounting, when I was in in college, I was asking recruiters like, what is it like in the office? They always said it is not what you, what you learned in school. And I never believed that it is so far from what you Mm -hmm. learned in school. It is so different. Mm -hmm. And now I get it. And I'm like, I just want to tell people that, you know, Mm -hmm. not in a bad way. It's just so different. Like, yeah. But like a good different i don't know
0: exactly yeah, like, i mean i think i don't know i learn something
1: years. new every day exactly that's
0: the same thing with me i mean i work in an industry where it's very every single day i have a different thing i work in market research like this mm-hmm. is literally things that people are testing brand new for the i do the same time. thing
1: every day and i still learn something new
0: <laughs> so i mean everyone has different experiences and it just comes down to what you make with it like mm-hmm. i i'm the type of person i'm very social i'm very outgoing I will reach out to random people and have conversations with them, and just do it regularly. Like that's not an issue for me. Whereas Angie might
1: not have that same experience. Yeah. So I I must say, with more, I've been more open to uh, reaching out to people because at my job, you you go into having you have a coach and then you have a buddy, and your coach is like a manager, they're higher level. Your buddy is like a second year, third year kind of person and just someone more like, like you. Um, but my coach, you know, really wasn't talkative. Not a, He was a great guy. He was very smart, but he was like, we didn't connect really. And so this was very hard for me because one confrontation and two, I don't like hurting people's feelings, um, even though he probably couldn't care less. But, um, <laughs> But I I started working on a new project with a new person. Him and I work count probably we worked sixty hours last week together. Um, and I asked him to be my new coach because I I like the way he works and I feel like he can help me a lot. So that's another networking thing I did within my firm. And he's my new coach. And we have a meeting this week. We we went out to lunch together. Uh, he took me out to drinks one time, like with a, with a bunch of people. Um. So that's something recently that I did within the firm because I felt like he was gonna give me more of an experience within the firm that I was gonna work well with.
0: Yeah. Than my and my other that, coach. That, Yeah, exactly. And that kind of brings us to our last topic, which is a mentor and a mentee relationship. Mm-hmm. That's if you can get that, that's extremely beneficial, not only to your career, But also as a person, you get to grow a lot. And, you know, my first experience with that was at college, actually. In my undergrad, um, my school did this program where you could sign up. And if you're selected, you get partnered with someone that's an industry expert in some field. And they gave you, like, a list of 200 mentors to choose from. And you put them in, like, a top 10 list. And they try to arrange people based on who they want. And the mentors are the same with students. You know, they see what their interests are, what their majors are, what they can offer them. So it's, it's kind of like a matching system, but it was very beneficial. My first mentor, I still reach out to him occasionally. We, you know, he works in a completely different industry than me and he did something completely different with his life. So it's not as beneficial for me to talk to him regularly for a job prospect or whatever the case might be, but it is beneficial for me to just maintain that relationship because he is a very experienced person in an industry. And just seeing how he maneuvered through it. He also changed industries at one point very drastically. So just seeing how that happened as well. It's it's beneficial just to learn from and see how, you know, sometimes you can just ask advice, be like, hey, Dave, or whatever your name is, you know, what's what's your opinion on this? How do you think you should deal with this? Mm-hmm. And it's it's useful.
1: Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of stigma against the big four just because, you know, busy season accounting is it's such a demanding job no matter what field you're in. Like I'm in tax, but um you know, auditing just as demanding, um consulting, everything. Um but one thing I'm very thankful for, I think all four of the Big 4 does this, you have a coach or mentor mentee relationship. There's always someone above you who you can just ask those questions where you're like, "Hey, this might be a really dumb question," but most of the time it's not because guess what? Those partners, those senior managers have been in your position 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were just as lost as I was or still am. So, <laughs> you know, it, but it's like good to have that one person that you feel comfortable with. And I was never really fully comfortable asking my first coach, not because he was like a bad person, just because we never talked. I never worked with him. I never did anything with him. He was just assigned to me. Then I found my new coach who, I love him. He's great. He's so real with me. I can ask him anything. We worked until like three in the morning one night and we just like, we joke around, but we're also serious. It's great. And I think that's very important.
0: Yeah. And one thing to note is you don't have to be super experienced to be a mentor. You know, I've, I've seen people be mentors that are a year or two out of college Mm -hmm. and you know, you could start mentoring someone that's fresh in college a college freshman. You can lead them be like you know this is these are your options because i for me as a freshman i came in as a finance major and i changed my major i think my junior or sophomore year um i ended up minoring in finance just because i thought it would be useful and it's a cool thing i wanted to learn more about it but i wish i had someone there my freshman year just to tell me a bit more about the process and tell me what each major could, could benefit me from and how me changing majors might affect my college career or whatever the case might be. So you don't have to be a director or vice president in some prestigious company to mentor someone.
1: And right. same thing
0: with a mentee. You could be a director or a vice president and you could still have a mentor that's higher than you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or even at the same level as you, they just might have more experience or they just might have something new to offer. Mm -hmm. there's it's it's not something that is x equals y or whatever there's different formulas that you can take to reach that goal
1: yeah and it's also it's also important that you know networking never ends yeah and i know it might seem as exhausting but it and it just happens without even you wanting it to happen it just it's something that just doesn't end it keeps going within your work outside your work friends family because everyone has connections no matter who it is
0: yeah and I you never know. know who your next door neighbor might know mm-hmm. you just don't like i don't want to know who my people... next door neighbor knows i mean yeah that's fair <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it, it happens you know like i right. yeah. but i recently switched jobs and i used to work in marketing before this and i found out that you know my landlord's kid also works in marketing so it's one of those things where if I stayed in that and instead of moving into market research, I stayed in marketing, maybe that could have been a connection for me down the line. Like right. now it doesn't really matter because I don't want to do marketing, but it's, it's one of those things. You just never know.
1: You never know. You got to so keep an open mind.
0: That's the, yeah, that's the, that's the wisdom we're going to leave off on today's episode. Always keep networking, always yep. keep talking and always put yourself forward. You know, yep. always sell yourself because
1: at the end and of the day don't settle for something that you're that you know being in accounting and i mean you in in business as well you know a lot of people settle because it's good pay if you're not happy mm-hmm. keep looking
0: yeah you don't have to stay where you are there no. are different things and everyone has different requirements of what yep. makes them happy put so yourself keep, first yeah. always put yourself first keep networking and keep thriving. That's yep. that's my my outro for today.
1: Outro music.
0: <laughs> outro music. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, take care. Stay vibing. We'll,
1: we'll see you next week. See you next week. Exactly. bye Bye.